What does it mean to be a vulnerable Christian man? Walking through life weak and powerless is not what Jesus had in mind for us. It's time to fight. It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are OB, Sean, Brandon, and Shane, and this is the Hello and welcome back Truth. to the Uncomfortable Truth. Uh, this week has been a little bit different for me. We've had some changes in our lawn care business, and so um, we basically went from three full-time employees and one part-time employee down to one part-time employee. Wow. Which, when those things happen, right, who jumps in? The, the guy owner. that owns the owner. business. Yeah. And so... Um, Monday was the first day that I've been on a truck doing lawn care all day long. And you forget. You forget. And I'm working with this 20-year-old kid who's just... Right. And I'm like, I'm almost 40. And I, it's like <laughs> the pride in me is like, I'm, I'm going to keep up with this dude. And I did. But I, I felt but like... Hurt, who felt it, it more worse the next later. day? Yeah. I felt what it felt like... The next two days was we just put a hard work in and then we hadn't done a work in workout in about two months. Really? Mm. That's uncomfortable uh-huh. to realize. But it is something your body gets used to if you do it consistently. Yep. So. It, it's all, I guess uh, you could also say it's eye-opening. You know, it's very it eye-opening. It makes you feel like that you, you need to, uh, as Brandon would say, continue to fight gravity. That's right. Uh, <laughs> you know, so that you're not uh, fighting it as hard. Man, you know, it's <laughs> a fight. It's a fight. Brandon, will you open us up in prayer? We'll get started. Lord, we love you. We thank you for uh, the freedom, first of all, to be able to come here and uh, talk about you freely. Lord, uh, help us be great stewards of your word and anything that you put on our heart. Let uh, your spirit speak through us so we can be uh, men that seek you in all things and share you in all opportunities in all places. Lord, thank you for this time and these group of men. Let uh, Shane's uh, thoughts speak your word. Uh, let the ears that need to hear it hear it. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 So if you listen to my topics, uh, a decent amount of times they're w- just translated from what I'm hearing at church uh, because I, I feel like our pastor does a great job of delivering messages. You were there this last Sunday. Um, excellent message. Ex- excellent message. And, and kind of broken down in a way, you know, you've heard some of those points before, but but he breaks them down and brings some new stuff in. Uh, which is great, but all based on the word. So what we're going to be in today is Colossians three eighteen and 19, and I'll read that to you. Wives, hang on with us, okay? Wives, be subject to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be embittered against them. I'm going to go ahead and read this. Children, be, this is verse 20, children, be obedient to your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Also, verse 21, fathers, do not exasperate your children so that they will not lose heart. What we're talking about is how Christ transforms relationships. And what do we get from those verses? Well, the way that he presented it, he read this and he said, I'm not starting with the wives, okay? Although it's the first thing in here. We're going to start with the husbands. Husbands, love your wives and do not be embittered against them. He said that love, you know, there's several different translations in the Bible of love, and we don't really always get a good perspective by reading the Bible from the translations because love is love is love, right, in the Bible, the way it's translated. This is an agape love, and an agape love is like the love that the way that God loves us without fault, without condition, um, yeah, without condition um, just 
an amazing kind of love that is that's hard to replicate unless we know Jesus. So he really put that into perspective. We need to love our wives like Christ loved the church with unceasing care and loving service. In that in that way, unceasing care and loving service. Basically, love our wives with a servant's heart. And it he also said, be kind, gentle, and patient. First Peter 3, 7 says, Husband, in the same way, love your wives in an understanding way as with, it says, as with a weaker partner showing the honor as co-heirs of the grace of life so that your prayers will not be hindered. So that your prayers will not be hindered. Love your wife in this way. And it says, he also said something about as with the, the part of that verse that says, as with a weaker partner, he kind of broke that down in, you remember what he said about that? Yeah, he said that, uh, he, he said right out in the, the margin next to your Bible that uh, Pastor Andrew says this is a poor interpretation. Yeah, another, another uh, yeah. you know, talking about, you know, he's like, by no means is this meaning that women are weaker. You know, he was like, um, he said that, what it means is that, um, you know, it's, it's like we are to protect, uh, you know, we are to protect them, you know, and, and, um, and I can't remember the word he used a word, uh, to replace weaker with, and it wasn't by no means, uh, I can't remember exactly what it, what it was, but I think that's pretty dang close. And so it says at the end, so that our prayers won't be hindered love your wife this way so that my prayers won't be hindered. Like, it's very clear how we're supposed to treat our wives and our children so that God hears us. Exactly. Yeah, his his point was if we're not obeying God in in our treatment of our wives uh, and, and, ha- and not being bitter toward them and in and, 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 and how we love them, and we're not being understanding uh, in in that process and in that relationship that God will not hear our prayers. Yeah, God will ignore our prayers if if that's not how we are, uh, you know, coming to our wives and our children. And so, just kind of a sobering thought. It's you know? very sobering. Um, very sobering. Romans twelve ten says, "Love each other deeply. Give preference to each other." This is just hey, think about other people. It, and weird thing that came to my head was the egg toss game. You ever played the egg toss game where you line up mm-hmm. with your partner, you toss it. How do you catch an egg that's thrown to you? Very gently, very mm-hmm. gracefully. You don't want it to break. And I think that's kind of an analogy of how we need to treat our wives. We're not tiptoeing around them. That's that's what he said. Yeah, because this is what it made me. When he was talking about, when he read the verse where it, it said, The weaker, weaker partner. partner uh, he talked about, and what it made me think of is Amy. I'm I'm rough and gruff. I'm always right. tussling with my yeah. kids, and anytime I start messing with her, she says, "I'm a delicate flower." You okay, know? <laughs> and, and yeah, and that's what that that that's what that verse made me think about because it, it literally during the sermon he. Uh, Amy, I got the elbow, and she said, delicate flower, you know, (laughs) because he used the word, like, uh, women are uh, delicate. Yeah. Women are are delicate, and we're to handle them delicately. 
I think, um, you know, and, and so much of the world today wants to tell us um, that men and women are the same. We're not. God made us different. We are right? different. Yeah. We are different, and we are supposed to treat each other different. There's all little, there's nuances, right, mm-hmm. in our relationships with our, you know, husbands and wives. And you find that rhythm, and you find where your wife is different than maybe other people, and, and that's how we learn to live together. I mean, you're making a commitment and possibly living your lives together 40 or 50, 60 years. And it's, um, it's, it's a process, right? But if we're not living in this way, it goes back to verse 18. Wives be subject to your husbands as is fitting to the Lord. Like to me, although that's first, it's, it's conditional. Exactly. And it doesn't mean that if we're not doing what we're supposed to do, that they're not, they don't have to do what they supposed to, are supposed to do, which is kind of what conditional there means. There needs to be accountability on both right. sides. Yeah. And sure. I'll tell you, you know, if, if we want to make a change in our marriage, if you're listening to this and, and maybe your marriage isn't going good, start living like this, live with a servant's heart towards our wife and our kids. Um, and that's next, but we're not going to really go into it. Live with a servant's like true <laughs> servant's heart. So what's some action we can put behind that? Come home and, and, uh, do the dishes every day for a month. Put the dishes up. Yeah. All the clothes. Like, I'm, I'm not good at this. I'm just saying, like, but serve your wife. Yes. In a way <laughs> that means something to her. And I promise you. It's a game changer, man. It will change yes. the game. That's a fact. In your household. If yep. we can give. Because a lot of times where bitterness and all that stuff creeps in, where it takes hold is is the home. And if we're not leading with a servant's heart and we change that, that's, it's a massive, massive game changer. So another massive game changer for me, uh, in my marriage. And I, and I would venture to say probably anyone's marriage is, uh, start praying with your wife every night before you go mm -hmm. to bed. I remember the first time I did that, we'd been married for years and I remember feeling uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, wow, I'm, I'm holding hands and praying with my wife while we're laying in bed. And uh, my initial, the way I felt initially, well, I, I felt uncomfortable. And, and, and then the more I did it, oh, man, it'll strengthen your marriage like you don't even know. And um, my, my wife, uh, her mom was recently uh, diagnosed with cancer. And praise God, it's, uh, it's only, it looks like it's only stage one. And uh, so it's very treatable. And um, the day that her mom told her um, that she that she had cancer, uh, my wife was she was an emotional wreck. Well, that day she started reading her Bible every night before we would go to bed. She's never done that in our in our entire marriage. She's read the Bible, but not every mm-hmm. single night before we go to bed, right? And um, it's really been an eye opener for me, you know, it's for me. And, um, and it's already, I can already tell since my wife's been reading the Bible every night, which has only been for a few weeks, it's already been a a game changer in our marriage. It's, it's helped. It's, um, I think it's, uh, given her clarity and helped her, helped her to, I don't know, just, um, kind of a reality check. Hey, you know, we're not here forever. And anyway, so it's been, been pretty cool, but yeah, I would encourage everybody to, to pray with their spouse. That's good. Um, I like that. It's like he, he 
he used the word servant leader a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, and, you know, yes, the first verse does say wives to s- submit to your husbands. He, he kind of changed that to follow, you know, yes. follow your husbands. And, and, you know, here's the thing, guys, we're called, Christ calls us to be the spiritual leader of our homes. Um, that's, that's a fact, you know, it's, it's, it's very biblical and, and you know what that what these verses uh, are talking about is again, wives follow your husbands. Well, if you're not being the spiritual leader of your home, and if you're not treating your spouse uh, and your children the way that God calls us to to do that, the way that you know exactly what Shane's talking about, uh, to love them like Christ loved the church, to not be bitter toward them, not be harsh toward them, encourage. Uh, serve them. If we're not living that life, how can we expect our families to follow us? It's just, it's never going to happen. <laughs> never. Um, yeah. And 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 so you know, just that's that's just to kind of uh, you know hit home on what you're talking about there. That's that's kind of how he, um, you know, interpreted those verses, and I I thought that it was a great interpretation. It opened my eyes one hundred percent. So what you're you're all saying is we cannot be right with God and wrong with our wives. Oh, oh, I, I think yeah, that's that's what Scripture says, right? Yeah, that's exactly what it says. You cannot be right with God and wrong with your wife. And if your prayers are hindered, I mean, the way I look at that, my simple brain is like my prayers aren't getting there as efficiently. If I'm wrong with my wife, yeah, they're hindered. Pat- The pastor said they're being ignored. Okay. That's a little more intense. (laughs) And then he he paused. (laughs) Yes. That was comfortable. Yeah, to let that sink in. Yeah. I mean, I have had this conversation before, and I think we've all experienced it. If you've ever been in that moment where you're like, I know this now as a believer. I didn't understand it years ago. If I don't feel like God's hearing me, there's work to be done. And it's pretty simple. Right. You know, it's like, and it's because my prayers aren't getting there. Because we have to acknowledge where we are at fault, you know, where we're sinning, where we're misguided with any relationship, wife, kids, anything. So, what are the, um, so there's five lo- love languages, right? And acts of service is one. I would, I would almost argue that everybody is part acts of service, which means my wife is not. Not at all. No. I could come home and do the dishes every day, and she would not be fulfilled at all. She'd go, oh, that's nice. Thanks. <laughs> so how, okay, this is a good point. So how do you serve her? How do you, how do you provide value to so her? It's funny because we actually had this conversation yesterday, and I'll get a little bit She came in the, the room and said, here. how are you providing value to me? No, <laughs> no. But it was the Brandon, question uh, I asked. I want to talk about something. The question that I asked her was genuine because I really didn't understand it and I'm she's thinking about it to tell me her number one love language is um quality time okay and mine is if you rank the five which is it doesn't matter what order right now but acts of service words of affirmation quality time physical touch and gifts hers are probably quality time and then gifts and everything else I thought every man's first was physical touch no hers hers, <laughs> oh, hers. hers okay hers. we're not talking You're about pinching. us right right yeah there you go hers so i asked this question because i said 
what do you what is your description of quality time? And this is a, this is a very I'm be, it was genuine. a genuine question because for me, quality time is action. Like we're gonna go do something together. If we're sitting in the same room and looking at our phones, not speaking for two hours, that is not quality time to me. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not saying that that's. Not the case for her. It's, and this it, is it's, the, cer- it's certainly time. It is time. But it's it's not quality right. time. And so, yeah. but here's the reality. If she says that is quality time, exactly. I am giving my time. I, I, I can't really who, argue with that. No, you can't. Yeah. The you problem can't. with uh, the um, love languages or our perception of them or our just perception of reality is that typically – what our love language is is what we try to do for other people. So if you're trying to figure out somebody's love language, you just see what they do for other people, and that's their that's, love language. But the challenge is getting outside of that mold and understanding that everybody is not me. Everybody's not Shane. world doesn't revolve around me. What's your love language? And that having that conversation is important. How do I love you the best? I tell my wife all the time, hey, if, if you need me to do something or it's important to you, if I – I'm probably I might miss it. I'm probably going to miss it. Please tell me, and I'll make it a priority. And and those things for my wife are taking the kids to school, um, taking her out acts to dinner, of service, acts of service, right? Picking picking up dinner, bring bring it to the house, having a family meal, uh, quality time, having a family meal where everybody's sitting at the table. Um, just the little things that I would overlook, but she's told me. This is really important to me, right? And yeah. so it's that's a that's a great book too. I, I saw a quick short just real quick yesterday, and I, it only got to like number two because you know they cut off those shorts when you're yes. watching them, and mm-hmm. it was uh, you know pol- polling like twenty five hundred women uh, top things that they desire out of their marriage. Number one was security. Okay. Number two was non physical affection. Number two, non-physical, cuddling, loving on them without expecting any type of physical affection because of that. I'm sorry, what'd you say? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And I was thinking, 2,500 women, and that was number two. Yeah. Maybe I need to. Maybe maybe I need to switch up how I'm doing yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The the light the light caressing doesn't need to lead to anywhere. Just get it in your head. It does yeah. not exactly. It doesn't. It, it it's not. But if you do it often enough and you don't expect it, it will lead to somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep telling yourself that. <laughs> anyway, it just it, it got me to it got my wheels turning a little bit. That's I mean. That's good stuff. So the so the point is is to guys, let's really see our wives. Okay, this is where our our journey is with the Lord is kind of perfected at home, and things need to be need to be right at home so that we can have a great relationship with the Lord, so that we can continue to bless other people. But really focus on seeing your wife seeing what makes her tick, seeing how you can protect her and guide her and guide your family, seeing how we can love them um, and really like make a, a, it will make a massive change in your home if, if you start thinking and viewing things that way. You know, you cannot, 
fulfill your calling in for for the kingdom if things aren't right at home. Mm. If you're not fulfilling your calling for the kingdom at home, then you're not going to fulfill your calling for the kingdom outside of your home. That's pretty pungent. Yeah. That's good. Good stuff. Hey, appreciate y'all joining us today. If you would like, share, subscribe, leave us a comment. If you want us to talk about anything specific or any Bible verses, um, go out and uh, did I say like, share, subscribe? I already said yes. That. Yeah, yeah. Go out and kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.